Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. <laughs> so it is your it's our responsibility to let everybody know that chip to that, make, a, that a certified chip is the white guy that blends in with any black crowd it is your job to make chip happen <laughs> okay so i have to make chip happen you have to make chip happen all right how am i gonna make chip happen let's think of some other chips who are some other chip oh eminem is a chip Tommy from Power is a chip. Jim Carrey is a chip. Ooh, is Jim Carrey a chip? Living Color. Okay, that's Do we think... Do we think Conan O'Brien is a chip? Larry Bird is a chip. Is Larry Bird a chip? Actually, any white guy in the NBA is a chip. I don't know if I agree with any American white guy. Is I don't a chip. know if I agree with it. That's very broad stroking. I guarantee you there are a couple good old boys playing. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I okay. guarantee you there is still some like fist thrown in the locker room over like slips of like rap verses. You know what I mean? Like, I just gotta remember everybody, hit up. Meek Mill taught me that trick. Meek Mill taught me. Get the fuck out. Why were we talking about chips? Because we were talking about chip needing to be a universal term. Oh, all right. Listen here, Gretchen. I don't think- Did you just call me Gretchen? 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 Yes. <laughs> At least call me Grendel. No, no. I don't think we're going to make chip happen. Because, you know, the climate just keeps rising up. And crashing through. This is Doc. And Ziggy. With the flood. And Doc, what do we do? We put that pop perspective. To put the culture in context. And make the mainstream. Make sense. sense. So, uh, we took a break last week. For no particular reason, nothing really eventful happened whatsoever in either of our personal lives. <laughs> no. No. It's not like, you know, anybody's fiance had a baby or anything like that. Mine! What a twist! <laughs> oh shit! By the way, I have a fiance! Oh shit! Breaking news! Psych. No. Breaking so, news? So, we uh, we sometimes worry about having a docket, but you will always have a docket. Yes. Yes, last Tuesday she's officially a week and a day old now. Isn't that something? Clap it up for that, ladies and gentlemen. Nice little clap it up for the for the Princess Daphne Dream Cannon. Yes, that is right. My daughter was born last Tuesday. <laughs> Which is why we took a break. Also, I had... Why we are recording in the middle of the week. Why we are recording in the middle of the week. And why I still have no docket. <laughs> We're winging it. We're kind of winging it. I have a little bit of stuff. I mean, I got a little bit of stuff too, and we won't, you know, make. I get to be an old man shouting at clouds through us. I get to go at Joe Rogan for a little bit. <laughs> and I think our theory. Do you think? I think I could take Joe Rogan. It's like no, I don't. You can't no. take Joe Rogan. <laughs> no, I mean, chill out, Jake. But look, 
<laughs> me and Jake together as a tag team? Who? You would still get dusted as a tag team. It would have to be a two-on-one. <laughs> it would have to be a Dudley Boys. Yeah, because Joe is just going to pick, uh, what the fuck is the Eddie, Eddie Bravo? Dana White. Or Dana White. Oh, come on. I could... I'd just punch Dana White in the throat like one good time, you know. He'd still destroy Dana White still knows how to fight. Let's be real here. Probably, right? But the amount of cigars that Dana like smokes, like you saw how I played in Smash. Like I'll just bugs bunny his shit the entire time till he's absolutely fucking exhausted. And that's when I just come in and pow. Right Doc, in the I, fucking I think throat. we played five games and you took one stock off me. <laughs> What's up, guys? That's because I didn't have- And I wasn't even playing Richter the whole the time. The entire time, right? Like, and you had me playing on somebody else's controls. When I switched back to regular controls- I still beat you with Ken. spicy, though. It got spicy. It got better. It got better, but I still yeah. landed a true Shoryuken on you. Shoryuken! It took you forever to land it, though. Yeah, that's because all I was trying to do was land it. So that's my point, is Dana White would have to keep up. Any? Anyway, there might be more further proof that our uh, our theory about how the world started to end was when Harambe died. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's more concrete evidence. Mandela effects are all glitches in the fucking matrix. Um, please, please tell me. Please do elaborate because <laughs> right now I I I don't know if we made this very clear and evident. I had a daughter last week, and I don't know if you know what comes with having a small person to have to take care of and be responsible for at least 18 years. Usually what follows that is a tiny, tiny, just tiny, tiny, tiny existential crisis, right? Like, you know, like a black hole size, tiny, 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 real tiny, right? Does but the first time it... Massive. Does the first time it really hit you is the first time your next paycheck hits? No, well, yeah, no, but you know, also when you're holding a thing in your hands that is literally dependent on you getting your shit together, <laughs> right? Like, it's next breath is all, like, once you leave the hospital with it, it's like, it's all you, buddy. <laughs> That's all you from here on out. So don't fuck it up. <laughs> and there are plenty of ways to fuck it up. But you'll do good, right? Do your best. Cause you're doing your best, right? So don't fuck it up. That's all. That's all we saying. And you go home and you know, you looking at it and you watching it breathe in and out. And then it breathed a little different and you're like, oh shit, is it supposed to breathe like that? What did I do? Did I stare at it too long? <laughs> Um, just don't let Daphne play Fortnite. Oh god. No, I don't even know. He's like, take two! If I let her out of the house, right? On some T.I. shit. <laughs> no. No. Not on no T.I. shit. Clearly that was a joke, guys, because we have to be serious, you know, ever since Dave Chappelle's last stand-up, we all have to be very serious about what it is we joke and don't joke about. So, <laughs> that's... And that's not me being transphobic. That's me saying that I am not going to be 
any kind of crazy parent like T.I. is. I don't know what the fuck kind of parenting goes on in that household. Don't live there. So all I know is... It's still better than Jeezy, who was buying hookers for his 12-year-old nephews. Oh, you mean Boosie? Like, oh, it was Boosie? Yeah, it was Boosie. And we don't speak on Boosie because, like I said, that nigga put money on people's head. I don't want to be in the fucking barbershop and get ran up on because of a fucking podcast that I'm not even getting paid for yet. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. You talked about some personal history. How about we talk about some world history? Ooh, a little bit of this week in today, history. Last next week. One week, four from, days words, from today. In this case, score in a thousand years ago. On this day in history. <laughs> One week-ish, give or take, from today. Yes. In 1572, Supernova is observed in constellation known as Cassiopeia. And when? 1572. Oh, damn. Damn. That's pretty far back for them to be observing, you know, astronomical light. Events like supernovas and shit. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think of how fucking powerful the the telescopes in 1572 were. What the fuck does the telescope in 1572 look like? A two peasants standing at the end of a fucking tube with a giant, like, reflect, like, concave mirror? Uh, I was thinking more along something like a giant tube that's pointed out, out at the stars, where the, the best place that you can get a view is from the gallows. <sighs> so... So morbid. So in 1860, Abraham Lincoln was elected the 16th president of the United States. Mm, America's first biracial president. It's crazy. And, and the first. <laughs> exactly one year later, Jefferson Davis elected to a six year term as the Confederate president. <sighs> See what happens? See what happens every time we elect a biracial president. This country goes fucking crazy. <laughs> there are people who are out there going to be like, um, what? Did he just call Abraham by <laughs> Abraham biracial Lincoln? <laughs> yes, I did call Abraham Lincoln biracial. Look it up. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to like put bi or racial into that babe cleverly and it just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. By Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln racial. Abraham Lincoln. This this is dead in the water. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Abraham Lincoln. No. Don't do it. <laughs> the joke doesn't work because he wasn't dead in the water. So. Well, in 1917, New York State adopts a constitutional amendment. Amendment giving women the right to vote in state elections. Hey, so now, if you remember that? from last week, the women's suffrage movement in New York City was two years earlier. So two years after the women's suffrage movement started, they gained the right to vote in New York. Um, but wouldn't be given the national right to vote until 19 or 1893 oh 1919 
Right. Okay, so what year was it in New York that they were given the right to vote? 1917. So in 1917. So in two years after that, right? So peep the, the cycle or the pattern, right? So two years after the women's suffrage movement starts, they were given the right to vote in New York, which would probably be, you know, especially in the early 1900s, was pretty impactful considering, like, you know, the economic standard or the economic position that New York held. And then two years after that, the 19th Amendment was passed, giving women full constitutional rights to vote. Took a couple of years to get some real change done. I mean, it always takes time for change, right? That's the unfortunate thing about delayed gratification. But, but I mean, obviously it was worth it, right? I just was noting the two-year pattern that seemed to be occurring. And an entirely different aspect of groundbreaking. In 1975, the Sex Pistols performed their first concert. Yes. Moving on from women's suffrage, the Sex Pistols performed their first concert. Where? At St. Martin's College, London. Oh, in London. So wait, the Sex Pistols are... They're British. They're very British. Okay. I mean, one of their biggest songs is called Anarchy in the UK. Does anarchy include the women's right to vote? I, I guess there is no voting in anarchy, right? I mean, Sid Vit, not Sid Vicious. Johnny Rotten. It turns out to be a shithead. Go figure. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Probably not for women's suffrage. <laughs> Culture with context, people. <laughs> Let's keep it a band. Keep it funky. You can admire somebody for their musical talents. And, and in 1991, Russian President Boris Yeltsin outlaws the Communist Party. Hmm. That's kind of my reaction. Didn't work hmm. out well, did it? <laughs> Boris Yeltsin. Russia apparently is uh, not a big fan of him. Uh, look, <laughs> Russia apparently not big fans of Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> Peep that fucking headline. No shit, right? <laughs> like, it's just been Putin, Putin, Putin for the last, what, like two decades now? It's like, no, it hasn't been. In 2012, Barack Obama is reelected as U.S. president. Oh, shit. That happened on the 10th? Oh, yeah, the 10th of November. The 6th of November. The 6th. Damn it. Second biracial president we've ever had. And, and... Look at where we're at now. In 2018, Idris Elba was named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. So who is the, do we, I guess for our lady viewers, right? Sexiest Man Alive by what, People Magazine? Yeah, in 2018. Oh, so that doesn't come out till the 12th. So we won't know until the 12th this year. <laughs> who, who this year's sexiest man alive is not like <laughs> not like I'm checking or anything why would I care right <laughs> in 2018 Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the youngest person ever elected to the US House of Representatives at 29 years old hey shout out to her for breaking that glass ceiling though I mean that is a real true accomplishment unlike being named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. 
Look at that. The women just keep ruling today's this week, last day in history, or last, god damn it. This week in history, one week from today, except for this scenario, recording in the middle of the week where it's three days from today. That's right. And women are always on top of it. That is what, if we have learned anything from traveling back in time last week through today's in history, <laughs> we are learning that women, great A. Yeah. <laughs> you ladies keep doing your thing out there. No. Hey, ladies! Y'all number one. Always. Y'all are the smart ones. Always and forever. <laughs> Moving on. But that is, uh, yeah, all of the things that happened on November 6th. That's hot. That's hot. Shout out to November 6th. Shout out to y'all for listening, you know, on November 6th when this dropped. You know where to find us at the Flood Pod on all the socials. That's on everything. Everything. Always on. I'm everything. still so happy that we were able to get that. The Flood Pod. The Flood Pod. I mean, look, it's just so cohesive. Just like you know, you come here for the fluidity of this. Like life is crazy. You get hit in the face with like you know the whole Alec Baldwin thing. Is like, bam, what's that about? And then Virginia is having a gubernatorial race, so you like, bam, what's that about? Right, and then Donald Trump launches a social media app, and it's like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? Right, like you get, and then Facebook says it's changing its name, and you like, oh my God, where can I go to get a breakdown? Like somebody, please explain to me what all of this stuff is, and that's where you come to us. That's why we're here. We got you. That is. We Literally why we are here. The flotation device. Oh, I meant to the tell water you this. cooler talk. I meant to tell you when this when we were outside. So my professor life. was going around the room. He was like, so what do you all want to do? Like, and a couple of the people, he was just like, I'm going to take a guess. And he looked at me and he's just like, I'm guessing, Dan, you want to be like the next Mark Marin? And I'm, I, I paused for a second and I'm like, huh. I'm going for Jesus and Mero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mark is cool right like i would totally like i would love to have mark as a guest on right? like that would like, after shout it, out to nesco like the only way <laughs> the only way that that happened that happens is if we have like a fleetwood mac level of falling out i don't think that that's the only way we could get Marin on here no i'm talking about for me to become mark Marin. oh oh for you to become that snarky and like just dark solo podcast that talks to just the void for 15 minutes yeah, like i'm just gonna yeah we would need like a fleetwood back level of falling yeah out. and then with that pod i need y'all to know just like i know that that podcast would be him ranting about mtg for an hour and a half <laughs> I would edit that to the back end. <laughs> so you'd be doing Rogan numbers with an hour and a half of how MG, MTG is tanking. <laughs> and the, this company's not gonna get any more of your money except for the last little bit of your money you need to complete the deck because it is like a passion project. No, 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 no. All right, so two things. One, I've been, I told you I've been downgrading my deck. Right because I, it, I will admit there is one card that I downgraded after just test drawing a hand. I'm like, damn, why aren't you foil? <laughs> I might I might get that one back. Uh, Gotta get your swagger back. 
It wasn't one of the crazy expensive foils. It was just one of those like, damn, you match with like everything else. See, that's the point, right? It's not always the crazy expensive thing that sets the drip off in your outfit, right? Like sometimes it's the right accessory, right? Like, you know, I got this sweater on right now and it's clutch, right? But what really sets this shit off is the fact that I got a bunch of rubber bands on my left wrist and tape on my fingers on the right hand. Look, it's all about accessorizing, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's uh, like we talked about, it's the punk rock, it's the, the punk rock version of hip hop blend. Ladies, is it gay for your man to accessorize? I'm sorry, I couldn't even ask, like, ask that question with a straight face, right? Cause I'm just like, I, it's niggas out there right now, like these motherfuckers is gay, yo. I see things, I see things that I, like get reposted on Facebook and they're like, is it gay for your man to do laundry? Like, <laughs> I don't know, I can't fuck with a nigga that ordered dessert. That seems sus as shit. <laughs> I've seen that shit. Those are my favorites, son. Cause I'm just like, what the fuck? Everything is gay, yo. I literally saw a bitch be like, I don't fuck with no nigga that be taking naps. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, what the fuck is gay about taking a nap? What do you mean? I can't rest myself in the middle of the day without fucking having you questioning my sexuality. That's some bullshit. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of Oh my god. No. But off no bullshit. <laughs> off no bullshit. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you got the head to match and you'd be like, look, the outfit just ain't the fucking same without the vest, B. I mean, I, I, I like purple and green look really good together. So I got the green Celtics hat. Okay. Which, all right. So don't even get me. All right. I'm going to get started. Oh, on the here we go. Fired up. The boy fired up. We are two and five. Oh, we've lost two double overtime games. I, and we blew a double digit point lead in the fourth quarter the other night to the Bulls. And if we lose to the Magic tonight, I'm burning everything down. I can't right now with you, right? Because I'm also an Eagles fan and not doing great right now, B. Hey, you beat the Lions. <laughs> oh, yeah, speaking no, of sports, the World Series thing. happened. That was a walk. Oh, yes. We now have a World Series champion, the Atlanta Braves. Oh, speaking of sports, like the most iconic pastime in American history. Their first title year. in 25 years. So the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves beat the Houston Astros. Fuck the Astros. That's the official stance of the flood pod. <laughs> I mean, look, he's my, he's my Fuck the Astros. Fuck James Harden. Damn. Fuck Damn, White Sox, fuck Nazis, fuck White Supremacy. Everything but fuck the Wizards James the Harden part. Everything but the James Harden part. I'm with all of that shit. Fuck your shoes. Fuck your stupid Guy Ritchie accent. Oh, man. And uh, fuck the Detroit Lions. 44-6, um, bitch. Suck on it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, as we... But seriously, though. Like, longer. James Harden... Like, not James Harden. Jason Tatum. Okay. Just gotta stop playing some hero ball, yo. And Marcus Smart, 
That's what As, the game is now. Like, I, honestly, I, I when love Marcus. At, no, when you're looking at your Stephs, your LeBrons, right? Like your Kevin Durant, right? Like it's hero ball right now. That's what the fucking game is. That's what Space Jam 2 was trying to teach you niggas, right? Like it's all about style points now, son. And if like, the Warriors proved anything about ball movement, don't nobody care about fundamentals on the court? It's all about the AM1 and That's bullshit. You wanna know why? Why? Because I was playing basketball. Basketball on Sunday, right? Oh, here we go. And I was here like, we go. I was like, damn, you know, if I try these like fundamental things, you know what happened? They fucking work. The overliables. <laughs> my elbow was straight with my wrist, and I shot, and you know what? Into the, the ball fucking went, went in. Into the cookie the ball went fucking in. It went in. <laughs> I took a, I got ahead of steam. I got ahead of my defender. Uh-huh. I took a dribble. Uh-huh. I did a euro step between the two defenders. You want to what? At you. Look at you. The ball fucking went in. Uh huh. And how many times did you tell that story this week? One. <laughs> right here for your ears exclusively. You want to why? Because I didn't guys. feel the need to brag because it was all just fundamentals. Because it was all. There's nothing to brag about, baby. It's all basics. It's nothing. It's nothing. Game speaks for itself. Ooh, recognize. Recognize it. Recognize. I was watching some videos last night on stories about trash talk from uh, NBA players. Yeah. And Kevin Garnett was talking about him trying to trash talk Tim Duncan. And he was just like, Timmy wouldn't say anything back. But Timmy would, whenever Timmy trash talked, he wouldn't trash talk with like, he wouldn't trash talk. He would just hit you with phrases like, ooh, ah, next time, nice try. This nigga was on the court ad-libbing? <laughs> this funny. This funny to me. You know what I think is funny? The fact that, like, Tim Duncan, like, when he would get off and go home, like, he would just straight up, like, boot up World of Warcraft and then just go raiding with his teammates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember hearing on a, an interview him with Chan and Fry and Richard Jefferson, and they were like, "Yeah, we had a, a San Antonio Spurs guild." <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? Right. Like, how could could you imagine just like wandering around in like a a raid party, and then somebody turns on the voice chat, and it's like Tim Duncan. And you're like, wow, this is the first time I've heard Tim Duncan speak. You just do it. Well, <laughs> that part. Break! Listeners who didn't wish to hear about such things should turn off their radio. So, I'm gonna let you read these, but Freddie Gibbs and DJ Academics are going at each other. <laughs> so I, just, just just scroll to the right and you'll get the whole Twitter thread. I'm not surprised. As far as I remember, this nigga Freddie Gibbs has like a history of a passionate hatred for DJ Academics. Nigga, shut your pussy ass up before I spin you. Oh, okay, hold on, because Freddie Gibbs, um, no. So that's what, yeah yeah read it read it so, all. So yeah, that's what Freddie Gibbs said. Coming in hot, right? Yeah. <laughs> From the bat, starting off 
real heavy with the energy. Apparently in response to DJ Academics saying Freddie Gibbs literally an internet gangster who get online trolling for jokes and retweets and talking like he a stepper. Oh, okay. So that was in response to DJ Academics stating he clearly wanted to smoke today um, and woke up and chose violence, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, at Freddie Gibbs, you and everybody say I'm a bitch. It's on you to make a example of me, but please, for the love of God, what? Yeah, so we don't have the follow-up to that. I don't have the follow-up to that. No, hold on, I'm still scrolling, right? Freddie Gibbs then responded with, I wouldn't piss in your mouth if your teeth was on fire, bitch. Uh, um, keeping it a full ban, right? Cause you know, fuck the ops. Then also chimed in with, but also I love you because you one of God's children. <laughs> I'm on my Kanye shit now. Hashtag GDJ. <laughs> For those of you who know, you know. You, oh, your bitch sucked my dick and gave me your address. She offered me your PlayStation 5, but I ain't want it. <laughs> I don't play video games. I play bitches like you at Academic. <laughs> Keep it a bit. And so far, that doesn't tell me why these niggas is beefing, but once again, academics is getting dragged across the Twitter timeline, and I'm always here for it, cause uh, I don't hate on another nigga's bag, right? And uh, But fuck DJ Academics. Look, I used to watch the nigga Academics, right? Back when he was coming up and shit like that, back before he um, made his brand like the Vlad TV of the culture, and I just, I don't know, like it's, he weird to me. Like he give me a lot of weirdo energy, and I like. That's why I can't you. I I can't keep up with it. That's why I stopped paying attention when they gave him the shit with Joe Budden. I was like, oh okay, all right. Like two angry irrelevant people. Wow, wow, big big talk for the uh, Joe Budden smoke, huh? Fuck Joe Budden. Okay. He's probably listening right okay. now. Till your car get ran up on and you look in your side view mirror and it's Joe throwing fucking pebbles at your back windshield. Because that's all he can fucking do is throw pebbles. Damn. Also, I'd be asking why the fuck Joe Budden is coming at up and coming podcast. Look, if he wants to, if he wants to run up on me with that Spotify bag. <laughs> what is it you have in your hand, sir? So I mentioned how the world entered the darkest timeline when they killed Harambe. Oh, yes, the widely um, respected internet theory that the actual end of the world wasn't December 23rd, 2012. It was when they shot Harambe. It was when they shot Harambe. And the timeline split. And apparently more than just us acknowledge that because a giant Harambe gorilla statue was placed across from the Wall Street charging bull. What? Seven foot tall bronze statue of a gorilla was installed facing off against Wall Street's charging bull. When did this happen? October 19th. So I got this at the beginning of the week during our off week. Okay, so I'm looking at the statue now, right? It's a pretty sizable statue, right? Like, 
But is it on the sidewalk? I can't really tell. Oh, this is people carrying it in, right? So if this is clearly like an art piece. It is a four, oh, Harambe was the 400 pound gorilla, right? Or I thought they were saying the statue was 400 pounds. Anyway. It's made of bronze. It's definitely more than that, even if it's hollow. Yeah. The pop-up installation also eventually had 10,000 bananas piled underneath of it. Damn, With the iconic is... bronze bovine to signal signify that Wall Street has gone bananas. Ha, 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 ha. What does 10,000 bananas look like? Right? like Probably like the end of a, a world in Donkey Kong Country where you always fight the boss and it's just like the giant bananas at the end and then like, it, like you win, it goes like... You get like the, the Donkey Kong Country music. Even if they just took like the banana stand from a local giant and put that- There's in money in the banana stand. There was money in that banana stand. Well, it's all gone now, Dad. There's $250,000 lining the walls of the banana stand. Why didn't you tell me that? How much clearer can I say, there's always money in the banana stand! That would still look like a lot of bananas in front of this gorilla statue, right? Like, but 10,000 bananas? Like, oh, wow, no, that is a lot. Oh, they put them in front of the bull. Okay, wow, that's fucked up, and the gorilla just gotta look at this bull with all its, oh, I get it. Cause the gorilla has to look at the wall. Yeah, you know, cause capitalism just keeps siphoning. In your honest opinion, though, is this cheesy? Harambe is a representation of something that lets us look at more than just ourselves. Really? What we are aspiring to as people. Is it about connecting? A simple gesture of giving a banana builds a community. As a society, Man, we need to come together. Here. We fuck can't keep here. fighting to come together. Uh. As for the 10,000 bananas, those are supposed to be donated to local food banks. Yeah, after you set them outside on the ground in front of a statue, right? Yeah, of course. Here you go, pores. We made our statement. Here's some bananas for your... Those bananas come with a message. It's... Those bananas are history. I was one of the poor people who received a banana from the Harambe stunt. And then I became a millionaire. Did he? I don't know. Did Maybe. They, we'll have to wait and see. Did they? Maybe Harambe bananas are like the opposite of the Hope Diamond curse. Look, people. Which um, the dollop just did I a special on. Get it? Oh. I didn't I, I didn't listen to that. Garrett it, Reynolds, I'm not gonna lie, it still really annoys me. He's fucking hilarious. Yo. Gareth Reynolds is fucking hilarious and you put respect on that man's name. Yo. <laughs> you know what's even worse? I listen to the dollop and I get annoyed by Gareth Reynolds and I'm like, I'm probably the Gareth Reynolds of our own podcast. God, please don't make me as angry. I probably am as angry as Dave though. <laughs> I'm so over the Harambe thing though. Like, I get it. It was sad that they killed this majestic creature because some idiot was a terrible fucking parent, right? Yeah, no, that sucks dick, right? But you know what else sucks dick? Like, all the people about to get evicted from their homes because like these fucking COVID moratoriums are like getting ready to expire. Rise! That shit sucks dick. 
All the people who are already homeless, right? Because fucking rents around the country are outrageous and rising up and <laughs> that sucks too. Erect statues to that shit. Draw attention to that kind of shit. I'm so tired of like these mean pieces. Like we should be attacking Wall Street. Yes, right? We should be doing it, but not because the uh, game stopped to the moon. <laughs> no, not for those fucking reasons. We need Rage Against the Machine to film another music video there. It's fun, right? And I guess I shouldn't take the fun out of activism if it inspires people to get fucking active, right? What happens if Rage Against the Machine films the Sleep Now and the Fire music video today instead of when they filmed it? I don't know, right? Because just as a reminder to all of our listeners, the Sleep Now and the Fire music video, they performed a concert outside of Wall Street and actually shut Wall Street down early. They caused a riot basically on Wall Street. So I feel like that's equivalent to the impact that the This Is America video had, right? Like when it dropped, like it was fucking mind blowing. It was like everywhere. It became like so that you couldn't even really fully interpret the meaning of the song without seeing the video. It is an art piece, and that's one of the things that I always liked about Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, right? Like, his music really is, like, art pieces. Except for that one trash-ass album. Oh, that was all, like, B-sides that he put out because people kept bugging him for music, I guarantee. I don't, don't quote me on that, but... I guarantee that's where the fuck that thing came from. <laughs> People would react the same way that they would react to like, uh, we gonna be all right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There are some people who, and it's always been, it's going to continue to be this way. So I guess the issue Hot is- Hot take. How do we get more people active? Hot take. What's your hot take? This is America dance is the sad version of the thriller dance. I forgot there was a dance. <laughs> this is America. Oh, that shit? Thriller! God damn it. Don't. Don't. That's terrible. Kind of like people's response to this Colin Kaepernick documentary. <laughs> Uh, that should just, what did it just drop on Netflix like a week ago? Just, I can't remember. Where on the scale of 1 to 10 of social justice did we put Cap with with a 10 being Malcolm and Martin? I don't remember. I feel like I put Cap somewhere like at like a 6. What he's doing is impactful, but I feel like his message got muddled in like the media response to what he was doing and it became more about him taking a knee during the national anthem than it became about the thing he was supposed to be bringing awareness to right and um i'm gonna say a one on this scale is Stephen a sure that feels that feels accurate so which yeah. means max kellerman is at least a two <laughs> <laughs> People are up in arms, though, because Colin Kaepernick's new documentary, In Black and White, I think is what it's called. You know, he made a comparison of NFL, the way the NFL is structured, as far as, like, you know, players and owners are concerned, is very similar to 
slavery. <laughs> and you and I were watching, you know, a piece that some right wing brony troll put up. We'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, just let that sentence digest, right? A lesbian brony right wing troll, um, where she was, you know, in disgust at the comparison of slavery to like NFL drafts and stuff like that. And, you know, I have, I said simply that Colin Kaepernick's not the first person to make that fucking comparison, right? Nope. Like South Park did a whole fucking episode about it. This is actually nothing new. Don't know why people are acting like it is. I'm really, really tired of people acting like really old things are new for the sake of arguing about them on Twitter. Okay, right? so when you mention this, I'm not gonna disagree with you. However, I am going to take a different look at this. <laughs> a different perspective, right? Okay, go ahead. So for starters, this is the worst one to start off with, but everybody does go through the same, when it comes to being an athlete, everybody does go through the same measurements and everything like that. I mean, yeah, right, we get it. Two, if you really think about like, we'll take football as an example, and I'm gonna use a game that I play because it realistically plays to me very similar to how like a football coach would manage a team. I play a lot of team fight tactics, right? Okay. So you build your team, you put them all together, right. you put them on the field, you place them, and then they fight for themselves, right? Okay. The coach for an NFL team is going to try to get the best pieces and is going to try to put them in the best place for them to do exactly what they want them to do, but at the end of the day, the players are the ones playing the game, right? Right, but... If I have the opportunity... talking about human beings versus virtual avatars. Right. An NFL coach is going to see players as virtual avatars. Not as virtual avatars, but as assets. No, not as assets. If you think about... I think NFL coaches and football coaches see... Or sports coaches in general in the least dehumanizing way possible of saying this, which is really hard to do considering what I'm about to say. Right, as considering some NFL coaches. Like pieces on a chessboard. Of course, right? You're talking a game of strategy. Football is not like chess, but it's kind of like war, right? Like, you know, you're fighting for access to a resource in this and case the resource to go on a football and to score a goal to go right. on say you're playing a cover a cover defense in football right okay. if you have a cornerback who's faster you can draw a defense with that cornerback's ability in mind so say a cornerback is faster you can give them more side of the field to cover somebody in basketball is taller, you can plan on their matchup being able to shoot over top of them. So at a certain point, the measurables actually play into the strategy. Right, but based on your strategy alone, 
Over 57% of the NFL's player base is black or African-American, right? Percent. So, like, damn near 60% of the NFL is, like, consisted of black people. Right? And it's higher in the NBA. And it's totally higher in the NBA. Now, the ownership and, like, the administrative staff, though... Totally white as shit. Not totally white as shit, but... But there are very Definitely few, majorly white. There are... I think in the NBA, I think there's maybe two or three black GMs. Right. So, hear my point. And who do you think is making the money? Right? Like, of course the players make some money. 51% of the revenue goes to players. Collectively. Yeah, collectively. 51% of revenue goes to the players. Right. And that's a lot of people to split that 51%. 450 of them, exactly. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of people to split that 51% of, right? As afford to the other 49%. Which is going collectively to 30 people. Straight into 30 people's pockets. 49% into 30 people versus 51% into, yeah, come on, you see? Yeah. So, like, as I said, the uh, the allegory, right? No, the, uh, the comparison, the metaphor, it's there, right? Like, it effectively is, like, you know, rich white dudes taking poor black people from their circumstances and promising them a better life, right? Only to put their bodies to like peak physical like endurance test. Like in this case, it's just not as brutal. And some people who have CTE might argue that it is. Counterpoint. Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving not playing, still getting paid. Okay, so your argument is that (laughs) Athletes can have sick days, whereas slaves could not. So, okay, that is, that is a step up. <laughs> that is totally a step in the right direction. Sure, I'll give you that. <laughs> ben Simmons is actively trying <laughs> not to do anything for the sick. You hear the latest thing? Uh-uh. So right now he's out on mental health. I'm not one to demean anybody for mental health issues. If it really is something for mental health, Ben Simmons. I'm- I mean, I'm sure being blamed for your entire city's chance at a championship is affecting his mental health, right? Hopefully so. <laughs> wow. To both. Wow. Okay. However. However. The Sixers... Like, the Sixers need him to play. The Sixers need him to play, and he needs to play for the Sixers so he can get traded, right? They both know he's going to get traded, but they need to do the best thing they can to make it so he can get traded. In the meantime. Yes. The Sixers are like, okay, mental health, we're not going to, you know, laugh or say anything about that. Here's all the resources available to help. And Ben's is like... Nah, I'm gonna go to the players' union, and I'm not gonna tell you anything. Okay, so Ben Simmons' situation is a tad bit different from, once again, the the uh, point. That I was Colin listening to Kaepernick Dan Jay, is- and Jalen's point. He said not a lot of people are gonna want to say this, but what he's doing is flat out unprofessional. So you keep trying to make this about Ben Simmons, though, when we are talking about the Colin Kaepernick documentary. No, my my point is was that their modern 
professional sports is not akin to slavery because... Look, there's a through line. I get that there's a through line. <laughs> that's all That's all Camp was saying. You know, it's like the, the, the whole critical race theory, right? Like you and that fucking brony was getting into it and they, they, they couldn't just... Are, they couldn't accept the concept of understanding the potential implications of racial motivation throughout the structuring of the economic system in United States history, right? Like that's, that's essentially in the TLDR, that is what critical race theory is, right? It is the this, understanding this, 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 of that concept. The brony lesbian also... That felt very, very hateful. The way you said lesbian sounded like it came with a torch. It was more the brony part. <laughs> the brony part might come with a torch. Lesbian! <laughs> but this, uh, the... The brony. The brona? If they're a lesbian brony, are they a brona? <laughs> what do you call, can a lesbian be a bro? Because if a lesbian can be a bro, then technically a lesbian Does that mean, are they a loney? Maybe she's just lonely. Ooh, 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 this doesn't feel fair because they're not here to defend themselves. But, fuck them. but this person just kept go going, critical race theory is based in critical theory, which is a thing created from Marx. Therefore, it's evil. Why don't y'all get that man dig out your mouth? Jesus Christ, every time people want to talk about something even vaguely left, it's always Karl Marx. Karl Marx. It's like, God damn it, Joe. He is not solely responsible for radical leftism. Jesus Christ. Like, I get it. Like, yes, he is the father of modern day communist manifesto, right? But fucking please, like, <laughs> this critical race theory ain't got nothing to do with Karl Marx and everything to do with modern American fascism. The fuck? But why would to we To quote Karl Marx. But one man is superior to another physically or mentally and supplies more labor in the same time or can labor for a longer time and labor to serve as a measure must be defined by its duration or intensity. Otherwise, it ceases to be a standard of measurement. This equal right is an unequal right for unequal labor. It recognizes no class differences because everyone is only a worker like everyone else but it tactically recognizes unequal individual endowment and thus a productive capacity as a natural privilege. It is, therefore, a right of inequality in its context, like every right. Right, by its very nature, can consist only in the application of an equal standard, but unequal individuals, and they would not be different individuals if they were not unequal, are measurable only by an equal standard insofar as they are brought under an equal point of view, are taken from a definite side only, for instance, in the present case, are regarded only as workers and nothing more is seen in them. Everything else is being ignored. Further, one worker is married, another is not. One has more children than another, and so on and so forth. 
Thus, with an equal performance of labor, and hence an equal social consumption fund, one will fact receive more than another, one will be richer than another, and so on. To avoid all these def defects, right, instead of being equal, would have to be unequal. But these defects are inevitable in the first phase of communist society as it is when it was just emerged along prolonged birth pangs from capitalist society. Right can never be higher than the economic structure of society and its cultural development conditioned thereby. Karl Marx, Critique of the Gotha Programme. So break down what you just read for our listeners. Basically, this lesbian brownie was trying to say that just because critical race theory stems from critical theory, which to explain very simply to everybody is just asking questions about why things are the way they are, is inherently bad because it's equating to Marxism, which is wrongly conflated with Leninist left communism, thinking that Marxist theory in asking how things are the way they are and why right. is akin to communism. Leninist communism, which it's not. So as Karl Marx was saying, even in an environment where everybody is trying to spread the wealth equally to everybody, it is impossible to do so because some people are more productive in fields for a variety of reasons than others. There are more people that certain people have to take care of. Right. Therefore, the income from that person must be higher. Karl Marx acknowledges that communism in itself is probably a failed pursuit. Which most people who blindly reference Karl Marx obviously but so this was a clear example of you know show me you've never read Karl Marx without actually telling me you've never read Karl Marx exactly right? um, but also show me you don't know what critical race theory is without telling me you don't know what critical race theory is this I mean, lesbian brony lesbian republican brony then said I don't know what the fuck you're talking about Let them and I've stopped caring to which I responded, you don't know what they're talking about because you don't know what you're talking about. As it becomes very clear, with most of these people arguing against the teachings of a critical race theory like class or any kind of like academic program structured around critical race theory, I didn't claim CRT is invalid due to it being based on critical theory. That's not what I'm claiming. No, it does not more than simply ask questions. Are you saying it's racist to be against CRT? Please tell me you're joking. I'm just gonna post those two screenshots that they kept posting. It is totally racist to suggest that you shouldn't be able to critically examine the structure of race in your country. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to do that unless you were a racist? <laughs> So I posted those two screenshots and then responded to that as, uh, did you dress as a ghost for Halloween? So what I was going to say is the way these people blindly speak about critical race theory and Karl Marx shows that they have no clear understanding of what exactly these topics are and that it is just more hot button 
clickbait trigger words to get people riled up and to make them feel like they're educated. And I saw a post the other day trending that said, information is not knowledge, right? Like, Also, you know what I've noticed a lot of problems I, when like, it comes to Twitter debates that. are? One of the major things when it comes to Twitter debates is people will do things like post these two screenshots and then expect the person that they are talking to to understand it. When really, every debate you need to post your evidence and then explain it. Information is not knowledge, right? Like anybody can grab a Wikipedia screenshot and come to you and be like, bam, this is what critical race theory is, right? But it's like, that is a very, summarized, watered-down explanation of what this this huge topic that has like several like different like aspects and college courses taught on it that people have to actually like study right it's like people trying to um, disprove like vaccine effectiveness with YouTube videos yeah. right it's like an hour and a half I don't even care if it's an hour and a half right I don't care if you spent a whole fucking week watching two hour long text-to-speech documentaries on YouTube that does not make you an expert in a fucking subject. Nope. <laughs> right? YTU does not exist. YouTube University. The Ooh, we should get like YTU college shirts, babe. Ah, I like that. YTU? Yeah. Trademark. Make it look like the BYU logo. Copyrighted. <laughs> right here. Right now, ooh, I want to get an HBCU one. <laughs> okay. YTU HBCU. <laughs> Yo. Uh, you heard it here first on the flood pod. Um, yeah, no. People who are afraid of critical race theory, right? I, I'm going to just start assuming have no critical thinking skills. Right? Or they're racist. Or they're racist. Because examining the structure of race and how it has benefited or, you know, um, oppressed system, people and cultural systems in your society should not be such a scary fucking topic, right? Like, you know what I should do when this episode drops? Tag them. Tell them I want all the smoke. As long as you don't fucking try and dox me, then we good. Because other than, like, you know... At Adorable Dashy, we coming for you. <laughs> That's the name of this. Look, look, because it, honestly, I need to know why you think... Because if it was, like, the Navajo coming for this shit... Because, like, that's one thing I always love, right? They're always, like, the Native Americans don't complain as much as the black people. And I'm like, yes, they do. Y'all just wipe most of them out. So it's real quiet when they fucking complain. <laughs> Y'all like to lie about how many black people there are in this fucking country. Let's start with that. One. Two, you always like to act like we overblowing shit until it gets taped for eight minutes and 46 fucking seconds. Right? Like... Ralphie Mae was a chip. <laughs> Stop trying to make chip happen, Gretchen. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, no. Um, Colin Kaepernick is not the first person to compare uh, modern athletic, modern professional athletic sports to 
um, slavery. Um, and he's also not entirely wrong. Um, I do feel like... I feel like he's not trying to say that it is. I feel like he's just trying to be like, there's a little bit of it here. Well, I mean, the way they silence the players, right? The way the players have no voice, right? The way Laura Ingram can literally look her millions of viewers in the face and say LeBron James should just shut up and dribble when he's The players did come run. back at that, and the NBA especially was great with it. Yeah, I mean, but... Like, the whole bubble, everybody had, like, the social justice messages on the back of their jerseys. Every court had Black Lives Matter on it. Like... My point is, that's because of the climate, right? That's because... Also, like, it is very important that the players who in the NBA are more than 60% black yeah. do get 51% of the revenue. Yeah. Um, well, that's because a lot of the moves that they've made, like, you know, NBA players have been dealing with, and especially because, you know, there are more Jordans and, you know, Shaquille O'Neal's than there are, like, I mean, God damn it, I wanted to go name like NFL players, right? Like that have broken like close to billion dollar statuses, but how many of them? Mahomes? That's my point, right? That's another reason why. That's an entirely different thing. Like NFL definitely is a much more comparable sport in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you consider the fucking money that the NFL owners make compared to the money that the players make. NFL players should be making salaries comparable to fucking um, baseball players, right? Baseball's really weird lately. Well, because so baseball, you either get paid like pennies, or you get like a 15-year, 700 million dollar contract. Well, I'm talking about like baseball and its heyday, right? NFL is America's pastime, right? Like baseball, classic, of course, right? Have to say because I'm American, it's like apple pie at this point yeah um but anybody who comes here knows it's fucking NFL. it's football all yeah. fucking day from college from all the way from peewee all the way up to nfl you know it's football in this fucking country. i get really excited anytime i meet a basketball fan in the wild <laughs> yo it's yeah in as popular as basketball is right it's still football in this country then them dudes should be making fucking bank the amount of money. I feel like I can talk game. to anybody about football, but I have to Dang. like like look around Absolutely. and I'd be like, do you do you know you know basketball? Like if I look at somebody and I see them wearing Barclays, I'm like, you catch a game last night? And I cross my fingers. Like <laughs> Yep. No. Um the what and then the amount of physical like labor and like stress that NFL players put on their body. Labor? 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 <laughs> the product of your labor? Labor? Someone ring the marks alarm. Um, Actually, he was Austrian. No, he was German. Was Karl Marx German? Karl Marx was German. Hey, I would say shout out to those Germans, but uh, yeah, no, shout out to Germany, you know? It's not and shout Germany. out to... Dallas. <laughs> shout out to Dallas. <laughs> uh, not, not shout out to Virginia. Uh, Virginia just elected a Republican governor and who was running on, you know, critical race theory, um, reducing abortion rights and, um, you know, outlawing mask mandates. So 
Hey, yeah. Um, what's happening, Virginia? Um, actually, white women was trending on Twitter because apparently <laughs> the like 19% flip is what caused it. Um, so look, uh, what's going on, white women? Drop the Bill Burr right here. What's happening out there, girls? Um, get it together. Uh, I, I'm sure there's somebody who's. No, he did not just tell a bunch of women to get it together. Yes, yes, I did. Because uh, you're fighting against yourselves here. <laughs> um, I I know it sounds like, oh, I'm championing abortion, which, you know, pro-choice, whatever. Do like I think. said, the white women who watch the Young Turks are the Gucci-footed boots that step to the front of the line of oppression. <sighs> I... I'm just gonna say it's a slippery slope from here. It starts with abortion and then they're coming for you. Who got that was a terrible joke. I was gonna... <laughs> At first they came for your neighbor and you didn't say anything. Yeah, no, first it's gonna be abortion and without making an insensitive joke that'll completely take all of the steam out of my argument. Um, yeah, you know, then it's your voting rights. Um, maybe, maybe that's a little extreme. I don't know. The GOP seems to be thinking it's extreme. Um, there was some dude at a fucking Republican event over the weekend who literally asked, uh, God, was it Steven Crowder or one of them intellectual GOP nuts when it's time to get the guns out? <laughs> and he had to swerve that shit because, uh, yeah, you know, that's a quick way to get the feds in. And now people are like, you're doing the same thing, damage control, saying, oh, that guy was a plant. That's not really how we think. <laughs> you think she'd be on the podcast? Who, the brony? The brony. I don't know if I care to have a racist on the podcast. And don't, before you hit me with it, how can I be racist and a lesbian? Um, that's what Dave Chappelle's whole last stand-up was about. But y'all still think he hates trans people. So... I will continue to pour my wine and listen to you whine. It's like, I'm not going to listen to you whine. I haven't been whining. I'm a white dude in America. What the hell do I have to whine about? I was going to say, tonight I'm going to try and Everything that's happening in my life is my own fucking fault. <laughs> See, that's what they'd be mad about. Though. They'd be like, they just blame everything on us. Like, it's not like white guys are responsible for all of the fucking problems. Um, Historically, in the entire fucking world. <laughs> I don't know. That's I mean, if you think about it, really, the white people are the savage race. You said it, not me. And on that note, <laughs> let's take a break. I did not see that coming. Do you live around here? Right here in this van with my kitty. I see. Have you read the Bible? Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. What's it to you? Can you read, my son? Well, that depends. Can you go fuck yourself? Shooting somebody. Meta! 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 Are you meta or MAGA? Meta? <laughs> I, I can't. Um, at this point, I think Mark Zuckerberg is fully leaning into the whole him not being human thing and him being like a tech megalomaniac, right? Yeah. Um, Who do we say Zuckerberg's supervillain is? 
It's not Luther. No, because Jeff Bezos is Lex Luthor. Yeah. Right? And Elon Musk wants to be Iron Man. Oh, God. Does that make Mark Zuckerberg Batman? No. No. I mean... I feel Facebook like Elon, Elon Musk is trying to be Tony on. Stark, but he's settling for Justin Hammer. Hold on. Hold on. Feel me. Feel me. The face paint. <laughs> right? The whole... Facebook was able to collect everybody's data in a way that impacted an election the same way Batman could. I'm gonna stop you right here. <laughs> Does Mark Zuckerberg have... La la la! <laughs> Are his... La 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 la! Still the... La la! Are his... La la! <laughs> Uh, I'm looking up to see if his parents are still alive. Because if his parents are dead... I'm gonna look up Woody Allen movies while you're doing that. <laughs> it doesn't say. It does not say whether his parents are... Oh wait, hold on. Oh, okay. No. No, his parents are still alive. So... You're... You win this one. You're still looking up... Woody Allen movies? Would you say that his parents are still alive and that makes it bananas? Did he you take the money and run? You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. I was going to let it go because it's dead in the water. His parents are still alive. Manhattan murder mystery? For Maybe. Mm. For now. Would you say that he is a small time crooks? Definitely not small time. The nigga started a whole, like, global, a whole genocide. You will meet a tall, dark stranger. That one feels like more of a direct fortune than a comparison to what we're talking about. Anyway, Meta is the new branding. So I don't know, do you think that that means... When you so from what I saw, it's the the actual app and and website Facebook is not going to be no, it's not right changed. That, yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's what it's what Google did when they switched to Alphabet, right? Like when Google started doing Google Fi and all the like extracurricular mm-hmm. like Google shit, then they switched over to like Alphabet, right? Like we cover the whole Alphabet because Google is Skynet. Um, that's clear and evident at this point we're still trying to figure out what that makes but meta though uh, it feels like Mark is leaning into the whole I'm a weird robot tech nerd thing and like he's being meta about it like maybe he's a sleeper look at me guys I'm cool I get it I'm in on the joke are you Mark are you in on the joke Everyone says I love you. And now is the perfect time to announce that they're rebranding the whole Facebook thing, especially after he just tanked $57 billion down the hole with that whole, um, down the hole, with the whole data breach. I guess, no, it wasn't a data breach. It was more like an insider leak that came through. Then there was that whole Instagram scan, not that whole... Would you, Would you say, irrational man? 
No, no, obviously not. That's obviously not what I'm saying because changing the name is not going to make people forget all of the terrible things that Facebook has done is what I'm saying. From the fucking genocide <laughs> all the way to the Cambridge Analytica shit and then we're still dealing with like these weird little like groups and bubbles that keep popping up on Facebook that feed into like this right kind of, I mean we did say what if Jesus was the CEO of Facebook it wouldn't be the shit show it is now and changing the name to meta is not going to help Mark it's not going to make people buy an Oculus because now we can do fucking virtual chat rooms instead of Zoom chat rooms. All right, rooms. I'm not gonna lie, Jerry. With with one of the stimulus checks, I bought an Oculus, knowing <laughs> I could return it within a week. How did how was the experience? It was kind of cool. It was it was definitely like yeah, this is 3D, but this is definitely still like 4K, quote unquote. But it's like 480p. <laughs> so yeah you weren't that impressed by it right like call me when we have like ar and not vr like i want augmented reality shit like i want to you be want sword art online mm, no i want to be able to wake up in my how long and blink like and you know pull my like facebook feed up in front of my screen because i've got like hologram projectors all so you just want to buy a pair of google glass Eh, no, I more like the hollow deck, like the Tony Stark way. Yeah, yo, that's what I'm saying. Like, wake up. I'm looking at, you know, you wake up, looking at the wall, and instead of just looking at the wall, you know, you tap it, and then you pull down your Twitter feed, and it's like, yeah, you know, that that. Call me when we get that. Check me back in when we're there. I Would mean, you say to call you at midnight in Paris? I mean. If I'm all right, I'm done with Woody Allen. If I'm in Paris at midnight, then I guess you could VR call or AR. We're now totally, totally even for the time I was trying to have a serious talk, and you just kept saying Woody Allen movies. I would like to say that I handled it way better than you did. (laughs) You you probably did. Uh, I'm still. If we think Facebook is a toxic social media platform, then we're definitely going to love the result that's coming from Donald Trump's new social media site. What? Is it Get Her? No, wasn't it called Truth or something like that? Hold on. Really? Truth.com wasn't already bought by like a Christian organization? Hold on. By the way, it's really funny on the block between. So there's four stores on my block, right? Five stores. Five stores on my block. The pie shop, a vintage clothing shop, a crystal shop, a Christian science book shop, and an accountant. Whoa, Whoa. did you say Christian? Did you say Christian science book shop next to a crystal shop? And an accountant. And an accountant. And then there's a pie shop, and then there's a vintage clothing store. So, I was correct. It is called Truth Social. It is not Get Her. It is Truth Social. All because 
you guys, cannot find us at the Flood Pod on but, Truth Social. No, we will not be on Truth Social <laughs> at all. Yep, I, I don't even want to troll on there. All because you won't give this man his, or they won't give this man his Twitter account back. I can't wait to see how terrible this thing is run. Um, I can't wait to see how many assassination attempts are plotted and foiled on it because they have terrible cybersecurity. Because everything. What are the colors of the logo? Please tell me it's gold. It's red, white, and blue, if I believe correct. Ow. Um, hold on, I'll look it up. Splash of gold, splash of gold, splash of gold. Please! No whammy! T Media Tech. Um, it's purple and white. It's like a... It's more like a Facebook blue, right? But like a faded gradient blue. Follow the truth. What's really happening? Find your friends. What app market is this on? Oh, this is... So it's on the App Store. Um, you could pre-order it now on Apple. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, the corporations going to get their money regardless. <laughs> Yup. Oh, baby. Tummy issues, too. Special guest on the podcast, everybody. It's Dee Dee. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> because she knows it's bullshit that people think critical race theory is a stupid thing, also. Don't you? How do you feel about bronies, baby D? She's laughing. Yeah, she thinks they're funny too. <laughs> she had a lot to say about bronies just now. She was like, honestly, I think it's weird. I mean, what do grown men? A very elaborated point of view for an eight day year old. <laughs> She's like, that's some gay shit. <laughs> God damn, that's one homo. Dee Dee thinking, like, is it gay that he watched TV? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, y'all are being terribly offensive right now. She's like, I've only been here for eight days. Why are you all so mad at me? Hey, baby, only been here for eight days. Why is she so homophobic? <laughs> Get out of here, homophobic baby. <laughs> this is TikTok. <laughs> No, because the people gonna think my baby's homophobic. <laughs> your mom, your baby barely thinks anything. <laughs> <laughs> She's eight days old. The absurdity of somebody being like, "What the fuck is wrong with that homophobic ass baby?" <laughs> Sir, why does your baby hate the gays so much? <laughs> Maybe you should play more Lil Nas X for it. <laughs> <laughs> Too much Dave Chappelle. You wanna know why she falls asleep to vacuum cleaner noises? Cause y'all gotta clean up your act. Do they I love how our, like, the past, like, generation and a half have just, like, thrown out the legitimacy <laughs> of being blood-related as an uncle and an aunt. <laughs> well, really? yeah, because we've thrown out the idea of, like, traditional relationship structures when anyway. you say thrown it out, I thought we used to use that. I mean, well, we do, I mean, but, yeah, but, but, like, but, like, Aunt Krista oh and... Uncle Dan. And Uncle Dan, right. Audience, whoever needs a reminder that there is some good in this world, just hold a baby. <laughs> Man, 
Davis a homophobe. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that baby Twitter. <laughs> you should see that baby Twitter, yo. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna make Daffy's <laughs> burner account. She be retweeting Kyrie Irving and Ben Shapiro. It's fucking wild. But not Ben Simmons, cause fuck him. <laughs> Homophobic ass baby. Who that's, play? That's fucking gold. <laughs> Who playing all that little boosie for that baby? <laughs> The idea of a homophobic baby is just fucking hilarious <laughs> to me. <laughs> like, how can you even tell? <laughs> smell the gay on it. <laughs> it smells like pina coladas and glitter. Oh, I, that. <laughs> I was gonna say, these babies, they'll take any nipple. Oh my god. <laughs> so now the baby is a slut. Not only is it this Nipple is a slut. No. Yeah. Have you planned? It's have you all? Have you all thought about like, damn, what if, what if she turns out to be a hoe? Oh, damn. Devin has thought about that. See, this is now. Blinded. This part cannot go on TikTok. <laughs> we cannot talk about hoe babies on TikTok. Podcast though. We are not well, Chappelle like, levels. That's like how they uh, messed with at the name Ashley and was all like. Y'all know the, the Ashleys, you know? Did you know she used to be a like a child at one point, like a baby? Can you even imagine Ashley's being a baby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. No. <laughs> Neither Karens. Yeah. I can't imagine a Karen under the age of 40. Yeah. Yeah. Well, every hoe was somebody's baby once. Y'all just remember that. If I ever meet a Karen and we start dating, I'm gonna call her Kay. Kay. You just know that the hoes were very needy. Needy little children. Those were very needy, baby. Or little asshole children. Can you bring me another band aid, please? Oh, you're bleeding? I was. I he was clawing his eyes out at the thought of having to deal with being the dad to a hoe. I'm like, fine with her safely. I was going to say, I'm fine with her safely exploring her sexuality, safely and responsibly exploring her sexuality. What I do not want is a homophobic face. That's what I don't want. Yeah. I would rather have a hoe for a daughter than a homophobic baby. What if your baby is currently homophobic, but by the time is able to communicate, has cleared her mind of homophobia? I so mean, I like guess that's levels. all right. Everybody's allowed to change their opinion. Is everybody born homophobic? No, not really. <laughs> no, that's not what the GOP not. would like you to believe. It's only because of Little Nas X. It's only because of Little Nas X in the fucking left with their homophobic agenda. So I, uh, flood audience. It was really funny. The other day I was over here. The baby monitor was on. I think it was, what, what holiday was it? it was some random holiday? Halloween? Yeah, oh yeah, it was Halloween. It was not a random holiday. <laughs> You went up there and you were just like, yeah, it's Halloween. And you were like, it's one of the holidays. There's like Thanksgiving. That's where we celebrate like imperialism. St. Patrick's Day is kind of <laughs> cool. That's where like everybody's Irish. <laughs> oh yeah, when I was talking to the baby, 
When I was dunking to the wee baby daffy. Uh, you know, I might be Irish, but I've never had my 23 and me done, so I'm not sure. Never had my 23 and me done, Daffy. I don't know if I'm gonna give them my blood either, my DNA. They can't have me and pay me for it. I wonder how much, how many secrets we've all been told as babies. <laughs> Do you want to know where I hid the treasure? Maybe like one of my parents, like acquaintances who met me once as a baby and they were like, here, can you watch him for a minute? And then they're just like, you know, dad, I killed a guy. Right. <laughs> I'm wondering how many babies have been confessed things to like somebody's fucking preacher. Listen here, father. Mother Daphne, I have to confess. I know you're a homophobe. <laughs> I know, I know, I know you're not really a homophobe. It's a terrible joke, I'm so sorry. It, it could be worse. My siblings used to say that uh, I was adopted until I was like 10. Damn. <laughs> and they called me Adopto, the flying monkey. Wow. And they showed me my baby pictures and they were like, look, you're Chinese thinking I'm like, wow, you all are horrible. I was like, if I'm Chinese, then I'm Yao Ming. You're too good looking to be Yao Ming. Wow, that was mean. Do you want to see who Yao Ming is, Daffy? Was it mean or was it arrogant? Can it not be both? <laughs> Just like how Alec Baldwin's accident is both tragic and cruel. Yeah, when I saw that whole Alec Baldwin thing, my first thought, honestly, besides like, holy shit, that fucking happened, and then the holy shit Brandon Lee comparison that everybody had immediately. Right, and then... My thought after that was like, oh my god, I feel horrible for Alec Baldwin. <laughs> and when you told me that, I was like, what about the cinematographer that died? Right? Like, what about her family? I'm pretty sure she had like a fucking five-year-old daughter. It was very but I mean tragic. Alec Baldwin now has to know that like he took somebody's life even though it was a total accident but I mean like oh, you've seen the yeah, pictures no, he's I fucking shattered you. right now yeah no I feel you bro and it, it was a total like it was a total accident uh, and a very tragic accident which actually ties into one of the other things we've been talking about with the uh, IOTSI strike going on as I was going to say it made me think about the IOTSI strike right and the whole reason they were striking is they wanted better compensation. They wanted more protection, more worker protection. And you know, workplace safety? And workplace safety protections. And, you know, the dude who was in charge of, like, this whole thing is, like, opening up so many questions that are, like, why were there live rounds on the set to begin with? Um, there are rumors that some of the guns were being used for recreational use and were not prop guns. Like, there were live rounds on the set. What were live rounds doing mixed with the prop ammo? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he admitted just recently in a deposition that he did not check the firearm as well as he should have. He only checked like two to three of the rounds. Alec or? the No, the the set hand. Why were there more than two or three rounds? For the shot, right? Like, I mean, for shot authenticity, like if you've got a revolver, then you know, for movie standards, you fire all six shots, right? So everybody know you have a revolver. Um, that's not the point. The point was, is that the, the, that's standard practice and you're standardly supposed to check. 
all of the rounds in the gun. Yeah. Right? Because you never know if Alex is gonna do some wild shit and spin the barrel around for dramatic effect or whatever. So you gotta, that's why it's fully loaded. So you make sure when it's time to shoot, the shot goes off. And it went off. This dude has been in trouble for- The his, dude as in the stunt. The Yeah, the, the stunt coordinator, we'll call it, uh, for lack of better word. The guy who was in charge of checking the guns, Prop director. The prop director for the scene who was in charge of checking the guns has been in trouble previously for his negligence in the past, as well as the assistant coordinator who was also in charge of loading the gun. So um, what I think is interesting about this whole thing is they're saying when the investigation is fully concluded, the charges, they're not holding back what kind of charges they are going to press, meaning anybody can be charged for this. And I I'm, really hope they don't charge Alec Baldwin. I feel like he may be subject to face some kind of... Some kind of charge? Like, he yeah. shouldn't go to, like... Like, I can't imagine Alec Baldwin going to jail for this. He had no idea. Yeah, I, which is why I feel like... Which makes any, me feel so fucking... Like, when I'm like, holy shit, can you imagine just having done that? Especially when, yeah, you know, you're in the moment and just thinking about how this went down on set is one of the more chilling things to me, right? Like, I just- I wonder how, like, I'm thinking from Alec Baldwin's perspective, like he, he fires the round. How long does it take for him to realize that, oh, this wasn't part of the shot? Right, right, like- Like he might've been in character still for maybe like another 10 seconds. Exactly. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that kind of, it's that's what's surreal to me, right? The fact that they were in an environment where everybody is pretending, right? <laughs> and everything's supposed to be pretend, right? Like, and you know, they do pranks and shit like that all the time to pass these shoots along. Because yeah. you're talking about being on these productions for like, you know, months at a time yeah. sometimes, right? And this is, you know, it's not as tragic as the, like, helicopter stunt that killed, like, three kids and is the whole reason we have, like, the Screen Actors Guild in the first place. But it's still part of the reason why these people are arguing for more workplace protections and for better compensation because they are literally putting their lives on the fucking line. Now, and as far as the IATSE now, side of this goes, IATSE is a huge union. Yeah. This is for like the live production movie side. Perv, our podcast friend, he's on the like live production music side. Yeah, so, so he's not directly side. influenced by yeah. this. Yeah. Like if they have a picket line, his side of it won't be affected. They're only picketing a certain part of the union. I would still imagine that they're probably standing in solidarity. Oh, yeah. The fact that they're not going to be recording a season of Survivor is not going to stop them from putting on, you know... Metallica show. For um, putting on a Metallica show. Or a uh, uh, war show. Yeah, exactly. And I can personally say the people that are working war shows are very well taken care of. Like I said, my boss used to be the manager at 930. It's part of the reason why I think the focus should be less on critical race theory, even though I do think critical race theory is important, and more on commonplace improvements for 
the middle class worker, right? The person doing your plumbing, the people, you know, setting the lighting for the staging of your favorite blockbuster movies that's empty. Um, Anyway, so speaking of something about CRT, right? I was taught some of this stuff, but I don't think I was taught it with the levity that it should have been. I knew about the three-fifths compromise, but it was an answer on a test. Exactly. Um, and that's the problem with our modern day education, though, right? That's not just, we can't even, that's why I think it's like kind of pointless right now to even argue whether critical race theory should be taught in schools or not, because the way we teach in schools wouldn't be effective for teaching an idea like critical race theory, right? Like we would completely broad stroke that subject and it would only lead to more heated town hall discussions about what kind of uh, agenda there is with the education system. Yeah, no, I don't think that our teachers are fucking equipped really to, and this is no fault of their own, right? That's why I think it's pointless to talk about like fucking critical race theory in schools because our teachers and our schools aren't even really well funded enough to handle that kind of discussion, right? They can't even get these kids to not do devious licks in the bathrooms, <laughs> let alone teach them about like fucking racial economic structures in the United States. Let's take a break. pissed and not even feeling clever about it news. Hey, I told y'all he was gonna bitch about magic at some point today, right? Oh, god damn it. (sighs) Not only did I already write a 1,500-page paper on why magic is... Nothing more than a capitalist machine. Cash flow. At this point. Cash rules everything around me. But now that cash flow machine has made the Stranger Things secret lair. And this Stranger Things secret lair is now going to be one of the best decks in Commander. So in the latest edition of my competitive card game is becoming a collector's card game. They have now introduced a new collection into this fold that is OP, you say? Yes. How OP are we talking? Possibly the best deck in the format. So when you say the best deck in the format, though, what exactly does that mean? The best deck in Magic. Right, no, I get it, but what what cards in this deck, or what cards in this pack make it so OP. Specifically, the cards that will make this really busted are going to be Will the Wise and Lucas the Sharpshooter. Okay, okay. So break these two cards down for me and explain to me and the listeners why this shit is so wrong. So, Lucas is two mana, blue-red. His effect doesn't matter. Why doesn't his effect matter? I'll get to that. Okay. Will the Wise is black-white. Two mana. His effect also does not matter. Okay. 
there is a card, more importantly, a mechanic in Magic called Companion, which functions ah. the same as your commander in Commander, where okay. you just get to play them at any time. Yeah. Luris of the Dream Den is a companion that is used in every format of Magic that it is legal, because it is so powerful. It lets you cast things from your graveyard. Okay. However, its deck-building constraint is that every card in your deck, every permanent, a card that stays on the battlefield, has to cost two or less. Will the Wise and Lucas the Sharpshooter both cost two or less? Right. Before this Stranger Things, there were only two cards that could be Luris decks that cost two or less. And they were both just black-white. Like Luris. Right. This is now a four-color deck that can play Luris. Expanding the possibilities of combinations a lot. By a hundred percent. Damn. If you just want to go by simple math, but if you want to go in magic terms and you add blue, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> it's that deep, though. Two cards fucked up the whole schematics of the game. Damn. Realistically, Luris is the prime offender. Oh, okay. But because Luris exists... Right. Stranger Things is now going to be maybe the best deck in Commander. Damn. Even with just... So, just that. In a game that is almost 30 years old with 25,000 plus unique cards. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, these two cards, these three cards, effectively, like, shook that whole thing up. Now, and the reason that these I'm abilities to play them. these cards at any time is important is because my theory is that skill in card games is nothing more than minimizing the impact of variance. Right. So... And the worst part is, is Will the Wise and Lucas the Sharpshooter actually aren't even bad cards. So is that bad then? Or is it just... So what your argument is, is it's busted. Right. It's busted. Beyond repair, you think? It's busted. Beyond reasonable doubt. Damn. So, have you found a new card game to play yet? Actually, I was looking and learning and playing Flesh and Blood. Damn. Yeah. Alpha listener Mike, I still need to get together with you to uh, learn. And anybody else who is interested in learning Flesh and Blood or dragging their feet with playing Magic the Gathering... Token MTG is a proud sponsor. I don't know about how proud, but they are a sponsor <laughs> of the Flood with Doc and Ziggy. And That's if right. you go on to tokenmtg.com with the sponsors. promo code Ziggy, you'll get 10% off your order. That's right. 10% off your order down at Token MTG. That's an Edgewater, Maryland. And if you also online. Also, now online. Anywhere. Have you heard about this online? You know? The kids are all on it. They got this thing called TikTok. It's wild. They do these dances. Right. Challenges. Yeah. I heard they were eating Tide Pods. And then you know that the crazy that all that January 6th shit that happened online is what they say. You know, the kids. You know what else happens online? Ordering Flesh and Blood, Magic Gathering, or any card game of your choosing that you happen to be looking for product of, maybe even singles. 
Check out tokenmtg.com. You can also find your boys at the Flood Pod on everything, and that's on everything. TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Tumblr, Reddit, League of Legends, League of Fucking Legends. Get at your boys, cause for sure. All the noise, through all the noise, you know what it is. None of this is normal. And keep your death threats to 140 characters or less. When you Especially get you, adorable. Not adorable, Dashy. Isn't that what it yeah. was? Yeah, especially you, adorable Dashy. Keep the death threats light, because you know you ain't about that life. Bars! Bars! Deuces! It's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.